we're starting with this song for a reason. Welcome to the podcast today. It is a little before two o'clock. We have a fantastic guest to come who is just uh, coming from down the street. I'll be in the studio. Great story. Uh, part of a great program. We will get to Mr. Tiggs shortly. A little before two o'clock Thursday, May 19th. My dad is probably just a little east of Harrisburg. We missed yesterday because I kind of took a kind of took a half day. Uh, to spend the entire day or as much of it as I could with uh, with my dad. And the plans went a little sideways. Um, he All the things that you would think someone visiting here might be interested in doing, not up my dad's alley. I didn't even give too much thought to going to the Hayes Museum, which I've never been. Um, if it were not such a ride... If it was like less than 30 minutes, probably more of a, of a thing to do. But no Toledo Museum of Art for my dad. No Toledo Zoo. The normal things are just not in his alley. Speaking of alley, I mean, we could have gone bowling. Actually, the plan was um, to take the dogs. He brought his to Swan Creek or another metro park. Just spend some time outside with the dogs. I also need to do some, uh, some outdoor work. Trimming of some trees that are growing... Uh, quite unruly, some of which I did this morning. Just he, he was happy to help me with that. But we didn't get it done because it just decided to kind of rain for the most most of the day. So I wound up doing something that made the most of it. Um, I have wanted to see, I wanted to show my dad how this is. I wanted to give him another perspective of how this is, this is my home. And, uh, and that I, I'm fortunate, fortunate, fortunate to have great relationships here. So we went and visited a couple of friends, went over to see Steve and his team at the Toledo Animal Rescue. My, we'll get to my dad and pets in just a second. Um, I, I give so much credit to my mom for imbuing me with the love for dogs, but that overlooks some of what my dad has passed on to me. And then we went to go visit Robin, who my dad, uh, Robin Eisenberg, the director of NAMI. I've not been over to their new location yet. My dad has been here before at a time where uh, we went over to Robin's house for for a Passover a couple of years ago. We we caught up there. So my dad got to see some people who are pretty important in my life and places where I think I'm pretty important in their lives as well. And then we just hung out. Um, We, I got to cook dinner and I haven't cooked dinner as much as I normally do because I've been pre-making my chicken and just dropping it over a salad every night. Um, I don't often get too exotic with making dinner outside of that because I hate leftovers. Um, but I do enjoy cooking for people. So two of the three nights he was here, um, I made dinner for him and, uh, and, and Josh, who you might hear us talk about on the podcast from time to time, my friend, our engineer here. Um, I remember I had a dog named Jasmine. There was some, there was a dog before Diddy. I got Jasmine when I was in Orlando in 2003. She came with me to Saginaw, came with me here. The sweetest, she was a lab shepherd or lab retriever mix. The sweetest dog in the world. Not a mean bone in her. Um, long story short, when I moved out to Detroit, I had left her back in, in, in Philadelphia. Um, she was in Philadelphia because I initially moved from Monroe here to Philadelphia. And I was commuting to my job in Allentown. When I stopped commuting and decided to live in Allentown, 
Jasmine had gotten attached to my mom and Paul, my brother, and uh, and the dogs that were there. There was Tootsie and Sweetie. So instead of her sitting at home, waiting for me to come home alone in Allentown, I left her there. Every time I would come home, which was sometimes it was twice a week, sometimes it was once every two weeks. Jasmine would curl up in my bed if I slept back in my old bed, like like she'd been doing it every night for every night of her life. Um, and I was just stunned that she had such a good memory. And at that point, I opened my eyes to dogs have surprisingly excellent memories. Uh, Diddy has seen my dad a bunch because I've had him longer than Andre. But Andre has seen my dad a bunch in 2017, the last time I was home. Uh, I stayed with my dad for like two weeks. So the dogs know my dad. They adored him. Now... The dogs are very friendly. Uh, Diddy is always, Diddy's the social one, but when people are over, Andre will usually kind of huddle around me. He loves dad. But I didn't have any dogs in bed with me the last couple of nights, which made for a poor night's sleep for me because I'm used to having the dogs. But I posted the pictures and I think you can tell. Uh, The majority of my dad's time here, and this was fine for all of us, um, the majority of his time here was... The, the four of them, because he brought his dog, Luna. And that's why we had to reschedule a couple of weeks ago. Luna was unable to stay with my brother. So he brought her out here. And outside of her growling and snapping at Diddy for Diddy wanting to smell her bowl, everything went fine. She was, she's very bossy, barking at me in my own home. But the three of them just sat on the couch and Diddy and, and Andre, who just, Andre constantly licked my dad's face. And he's okay with that. Um, they they love him and adore him so much. Um, I've had people sleep over before. I've had people over before. People they're familiar with. I've never seen them, especially Diddy, who is not not the affectionate type, unlike Andre. I've never seen them so affectionate. I have a decent sized sofa, and there's an extension with an ottoman underneath it. There was so much dog on the couch. My dad couldn't lay across the couch. He laid across the extension because he had, what, 60 pounds of dog in there with him. So neither of us slept well this week, but I was happy that the dogs loved my dad. I'm happy that my dad enjoyed his time with the dogs. You have seen the pictures from dinner on Tuesday night. Um, I Another thing, I just wanted him to see my life here. Didn't need to see the museum or anything like that. Um, so we went out with some of my friends, closest friend Alex, Bethany, Josh. We went to a Mexican restaurant. Not going to tell you the name. And I should have known better. I just kind of dismissed it. Uh, it said, do you want six or 12 Cajun chicken nachos? I went, six? I, uh, and it wasn't, it was, it was under the appetizers, which most nachos are, right? I didn't see the price, but I was stunned. When I saw six chips show up to my plate. Now, they were covered, but if you know me, I prefer my nachos piled very high. Very high, very messy. You got to dig a fork in there. In fact, um, somebody had shown me a video and it it, might have been, well, it might have been in the video or the story about the video. It pointed something out to me. Um, A great way to see if you have chemistry with somebody is get that big pile of nachos and see how you engage with it with that person. Check out their nacho behavior and traits. If they're going for all the ones with 
stuff on the chip, if they're leaving the soggier ones to you. Um, I, I prefer mine piled high. And yes, eat it fast so things don't get soggy. And even soggy ones are, are still absolutely delicious. And enjoy your Mexican pizza today. I don't know when the last time I went to Taco Bell was or the next time that I will go. But Nachos Bell Grande is life. Not chose is what I had the other night. And had I known, if I understood 6 or 12, I wouldn't have gotten it. But And also, the chip was very blah. You know how you go some of our places, San Marcos, uh, Poco uh, Loco, um, where you can literally just devour chips and chips and chips and chips. This place's salsa was fine. It was good. It was good. The chips were like the brandless kind you'd get from a store. Didn't like it a lot. So, um, again, our, a really good guest coming up here shortly. A couple other quick things. A uh, man was found, uh, an employee was found dead at Meyer today. People had seen um, TFD over there. Uh, man was found dead. Uh, mommy police, uh, sorry, mommy police and fire were called to the Meyer store at 5.15 this morning. When they arrived, they found Casey Ian Smith, 41, unconscious. Life-saving measures, measures were performed, but unsuccessful, and Smith was pronounced dead at the scene. Lucas County Coroner is investigating, and uh, nothing suspicious, so likely some type of medical thing, or as the times, may perhaps an overdose. So, um, all the best to his family and friends. A, a sad situation. We've had too much bad news, as many of us know. Uh, with that, a way to maybe save some money that I know I overlook. Um, if you have the ability to get money, like actual cash, and you're okay doing this, it's not a major inconvenience to run into the to the gas station store and pay in cash. I know most gas stations they have like easy pay credit, and then and then there's cash. You can arguably save like three or five cents, I think, a gallon at some places if you're willing to pay in cash rather than having to incur that that debit or credit card fee. So, uh, thank you for being here today. On oh. Oh, I forgot the Harry stuff. Um, Harry Styles was on the Today Show this morning, and this is the loudest I have heard teenage girls in a long, long time. Let me play some of this for you. How did it feel being here live on the plaza, a little rain and a ton of fans? It's uh, it's always a pleasure being here. It's a pleasure being here with you. It's a pleasure being here outside. I'm sorry it's raining. Thank you for being out here. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Perform the new songs, especially. I know yeah. you did a, a couple of them at Coachella, but here's this yeah. audience hearing these songs really for the first time. Uh, it feels like um, a mistake when you start playing them out loud. It feels like, <laughs> oh, like I'm supposed to be playing them in secret. But uh, the album comes out tonight. I'm sure it's going to be brilliant without truly racking my brain. But the first one that jumps to mind is there probably hasn't been a male pop solo act like this since Justin Timberlake and maybe I'm just making my brain is jumping to that comparison because it's an easy comparison um worldwide popular groups in sync um the the synchronicity is there the parallels are there in sync one direction um arguably the stars of the group jump out on their own career have big careers and just massive followings a little bit more of the euphoria and hysteria who's got a question Okay, you. Um, Harry, I just want to ask. Um, we are, me and my friends are so ready to see you one night only tomorrow. And my question is, <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> just got a question. You got one. What's the hardest song that 
what's the song that was the hardest for you to write on the album why uh the hardest song to write i'd say was probably uh i would say boyfriends probably there was there was actually no yeah boyfriends was there you go. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe star, brother of Thanos, Eris, Eros, Harry Styles. That album comes out tonight. Um, very excited to have today's guest on, Andre Tiggs, PS419, and one of the great adults uh, doing big things over at Bowser and for the entire TPS school system. I would like to welcome in uh, Mr. Andre Tiggs, public safety instructor over at Bowser for the PS419 program. It's great to see you. Thank you. You too, sir. Um, we could sit here. We could do parts one, two, three. It could be a could be more than a trilogy with all the great stories and insight <laughs> you have to share. Um, we'll get to as much as we can. We'll start with what is, what. first of all, welcome. What is PS419? PS419 is a public safety course Um that's that's um, a new vocational program with Toledo Public Schools. And what we're doing now, this program here introduces um, students starting their sophomore year, sophomore, junior, senior year, um, in, involved in public safety. Um, like I say, I introduce them to the police department, fire department, Lucas County 911, and Lucas County Sheriff Department. And I, I teach them all aspects uh, of each each job as a first responder. Um, and uh, the, the goal is by the time they get to their senior year, um, I help prepare them for, for the, you know, the different exams. And uh, the, uh, you know, the goal is to get them hired, mm -hmm. you know, with one, one of the positions of the, you know, of their choosing. Um, this year has been a, a, the very first inaugural inaugural year very first year started um has it had its challenges at the at the beginning because i come in you know after working 32 years with the city of Toledo fire department as an investigator and i've gone through both you know the fire academy as well as uh, the peace officers academy so i'm both fire and police um i've been involved in organizations where i i um taught seminars with uh, adults <laughs> but learning to uh, coming in and uh, teaching students after, you know, I thought I'd, it would be, you know, something simple after, you know, simple transition after, you know, teaching, teaching and, and instructing at a seminars with adults to dealing with, you know, with students. And uh, I, I was put, in for a rude awakening. Put your phones away. <laughs> oh Wake up. My All God. those things. Yes. Um, We'll come back. I'm going to come back to your background in, in just a moment. Um, mm -hmm. And what makes you the, the, the perfect person to, to lead this, this program here at Bowser? Is it just at Bowser for the time being? Well, the, the class itself is at Bowser, is located at Bowser High School, but it's open to all sophomore, junior, senior students in Toledo Public Schools. So so if I'm a student at Start mm -hmm. uh, or Scott and, and I'm interested, like what is it? What is it? How does it, how do I go from there to taking the class at Bowser? Well, I can say first of all, you talk with your counselor about scheduling, and then once you're in the class, um, the the bus, like I say, they have not only the 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 uh, um, to a public school bus, or um, some of my students drive, and then others may catch tar you know the Tartar bus, Good. which is free. Good. Um, to you know Bowser's location, and then like I say, I know the uh, school bus itself would take them back to their home school. 
Great. Great. Good to know. Um, tell me a little bit about your exhaustive background. Being a, a fire <laughs> investigator, um, you've probably had some stories and being part of the police force as well, right? Well, yeah, I'm a, a peace, peace officer, officer. Okay. Um, but I worked I worked with Toledo Police um, because, my, like I say, as a, as a fire investigator, like I say, I, my specialty was investigating fires. Mm-hmm. And I worked a, a lot with the police department because a lot of our arsons involved other crimes. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, brought in, the, you know, the, the police side of it. So, like I say, you know, I, I was an investigator for 25 years. I worked at, total, to, my total years is 32 years. 25, the last 25 was as an investigator. Now, like I say, but the, about the, my last five or six years, um, they moved the fire investigation unit over to the safety building, mm-hmm. so we were side by side with the the uh, Toledo police detectives because a lot of our a lot of our crimes that we that we worked, what you know, we will always get assistance from TPD, so it made sense sure. to work with them side by side. Which part of the job did you like better, the police side or the fire side? Actually, I like both because I was the type that liked to help people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I say. One of the things that I, I've always been been involved with um, was either mentoring, you know, with with younger kids, uh, especially troubled kids, and that's that's how I got you know really involved with it. Um, I no, noticed a lot of kids were just that that they were in trouble a lot was actually just seeking attention. Yeah, you know, or a lot of them may come from like I say from broken homes, mm-hmm. and there there's really was no guidance there. So a lot of a lot of students uh, or you know kids themselves were just looking for someone I could say to 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 guide them, to instruct them. You know, some Keep of them, them busy. Got, yes. You know, some got in trouble. Got in trouble because they knew that they got in trouble. They would get attention for mm-hmm. it. Let me ask you something. It's it, it's obvious the crime has ticked back up. The the violent crimes in the last month or so. Um, how, if you could wave a magic wand, um, being in the classroom where some of these kids, there could be a fork in the road. They wind up as a police officer, or they wind up being a part of an investigation because of something they may have done. Um, how do we keep troubled kids from getting into more trouble how could we help them out one thing about my ps419 program is that all the students are mentored by firefighters and police officers um i couldn't do this program without without either one of the groups they have been tremendous um not only do like say i teach different subjects but i have a lot of the police officers or firefighters depending on what i'm teaching or lecturing that have specialties in in that particular area that I might be covering, such as, let, let's say, forensic science. Mm-hmm. I, I had um, Sergeant Lloyd Renz in from TPD, who came in and and after I you know, did a lecture on mine, she came in and and did a lecture on you know what they what they do with the. the um, they call it like the CSI part of yeah, it. Yeah, you know all the forensics, the the photographing, the you know uh, the evidence, you know sketching. Um, like I say, a lot more in in depth. And the kids were, you know, they they were really they really enjoyed it. What 
aside from that, maybe that's the answer. Uh, what have they been most fascinated by? Has it been something on the fire side, more on the police side? What has just like you've, you've been able to get them off their phones or awake with a specific topic or area of expertise? Well, they, they, they love the interacting activities such as the fire trucks coming in, uh, uh, um, station four brought the ladder truck and, uh, officer, um, Monty Griffin took them up on a bucket and they were they were excited to, to, to go up you know on the bucket itself and you know uh, he went up part way he didn't go all the way he went up part way and that that really excited them um, another thing that they really got a blast out of was uh, SWAT all uh, they they loved the the SWAT brought the truck out and uh, the kids got to put the helmet on and and you know tour inside you know see all the different um the things that they, they, they that they had in, in SWAT, like you know, battering rams and other different different areas, uh, different things that they had, and they truly loved it. They had a blast with that. Had the canine out. Oh, we uh, all Robin, like the dogs. Yes, Robin uh, come out with Hugo, and uh, like I say, she she had us hide a couple different things in different spots, and Hugo would search the room, and and like I said, within within five to ten minutes, he had it. Do you- do you have any of these kids going back to like like some of these kids are troubled? They they come to school to escape some of the chaos they have to deal with at home. Have and, and community policing has a big been a big phrase over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and obviously it it, it struggled with COVID because we couldn't see one another. Do you ever have any of these kids where they're like, I I never knew the police could be so nice, so such decent people. Have have they have you changed any minds by? these kids being able to engage with these entities where maybe their parents or older brothers or sisters hated for one reason or another. Yes. I could say a lot of the, the, the uh, officers that come in, um, they, they come in not only just in uniform, but they come in on the, on the off time and regular street call just to engage with them. You know, a lot of them are mentored one-on-one and our, our mentoring program is almost like, it's like the big brother, big sister program. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some tweaks that that we're work you know we're working on after you know due to the first year because actually a lot of a lot of the mentors you know have have their own families um, they have you know a bunch of them had you know promotions where they they, they job job itself changed so their hours changed so they may not been able to spend as much time as as, as they did when they when they first started or some that signed up that couldn't do it because they you know they went you know, bid into a different position that, that didn't allow it. But we had, we still had numerous of, of uh, firefighters and police officers that uh, that's come in, uh, worked one-on-one, talked with them, engaged with them, and they looked forward to that. I used to do it on, on Fridays, and, and they thought every Friday they, they were supposed to be there. I said, no, it's not it's not every Friday, but I, I just so happened that, you know, every, every, t- every other week, you know, I, I have the mentors, you know, come in and then they started coming in on their own, which, like I said, the kids, the kids loved it and Good. they gravitated to them. And then they would, you know, they would talk with them. You had some that that kids that that would um, sort of go off on their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, but like I said, you would have one of the police officers, firefighters go to that person, that individual person to bring them out, of the sh- you know, the, the, out, out of their shelves and. uh Next thing you know, they're 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 engaging. Great. So I could say it got to the point where now they're looking for them. Awesome. Now I could say now tomorrow, which is the last day of school, um, my class is is doing a appreciation luncheon. 
Um, and I hope you're coming. I had to talk to you about that. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Sa- save that. We'll talk about that right. off of here. Um, a couple of the questions we segue here a little bit. Um, I got to visit you with you because yes. you put something together about mental health. You reached out to my friend Jen at the Lucas County yes. Suicide Prevention Coalition. Um, before we talk about, and maybe your daughter is is was the catalyst behind all of this. So feel free to throw that out yes. there. What what? We know that there needs to be better discussion and dialogue within the black community. In fact, all all minority communities about mental health. Yes. Um, I'll talk about it all the time with anybody of any color of anything at all. What drew you um, to the importance of the discussion? Was it was it your daughter or was it something with yourself first? My oldest. All right, let's talk about her. Yes, my oldest daughter. Uh, she's 20, 27 now. But after, her, after she graduated at the age of 18, um, back in 2013... Um, after graduation, she attempted suicide. Um, and and to back up on that, uh, her and her mom had been bump, seemed to be bumping heads, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just a mother daughter, you know, deal. And uh, but it, it you know it lasted for a, a few days, and it got to the point it was like, okay, baby girl, what the heck is going on? You know, um, it was some rough periods there. Um, we had some loud discussions, you know, told her she had to, you know, get herself together, this, that, and the other. Well, I could say one night we were we were all, I could say, in the front room watching TV, and then she went off to her room. And I could say after about an hour or so, we know she didn't, she hadn't, she didn't come back. And I went in there, and she, she was out, she was completely out of it. She was mm-hmm. sluggish, this, that, and the other. I'm like, Tia, what? What the hell? You, what have you done? And um, next thing I know, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't herself. And I'm like, oh my god! So I called nine one one, and uh, like I said, we had a tra- you know transported uh, to mm-hmm. uh, to the hospital. And uh, that like I said, that's when we found like I said, and then when she was trans after being transported, you know, um, before. You know, we had left the, left the house. We had found the pills, mm-hmm. and, and she had overdosed. And uh, but during that that period there, uh, we had committed her to the psych ward to get her help. But what we learned in um, family group was that this was the first time that she that she committed that she made an attempt that we knew of. Mm-hmm. But during therapy, we found out she's attempted numerous times throughout high school, and we had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could say we uh, we 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 did uh, family uh, therapy uh, for quite a while, and then during that therapy, it was discovered that my wife had issues, and she was end up being diagnosed with um, uh, split personality disorder. Um, I could say, and then I knew my wife had issues within her own family, mm-hmm. and we, we learned that it, it could also be hereditary. Yeah. And uh, like I say, it, and then like I say, years, a few years later, my youngest daughter, um, seeing what you know, going through the situation with her sister, and then and also with her with her mom, um, she developed anxiety issues. So I, I have, you know, two daughters and my wife dealing with dealing with uh, mental health issues. And uh, I'd say I knew we needed help. Mm-hmm. And I got involved, I could say, after after 
um, her stint with in the psych ward, it was like, okay, now what? And that's where um, I got information in regards to NAMI. Mm. So I um, I went to NAMI, um, stopped up there, got some information, and like I say, fell in love with the program. Great, yeah, they're they're good friends of mine. Yes. Um, let me ask you, what were some of uh, Tia? She's the one that I met in, in your class, yes. right? Correct. What were some of her symptoms that maybe that led to the attempt, the first attempt you knew about? But mm-hmm. it, when you looked back mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I, sh- I wish I would have recognized. What were some of her symptoms? Well, like I say, from what I, I, what I remember, she can tell you a, a lot, a lot more than I can. But I knew that she had. Uh, some bullying issues. Mm-hmm. She has some self-esteem issues, um, and and those are those are some of the things that that I can remember. But like I said, she can go a lot more in depth. Yeah, she has a great story. Wanna, oh yes, I will get yes, her yes. in here. I will get yes. her in here. And and matter of fact, she will be speaking in July uh, with Nami. Um, they have the no, not is it is it July. Yes, I think I think it's July. Um, they they have they have a a their um, outreach program, and she's one of the guest speakers because awesome. they, they talk about um, um, motherhood and, and children, and she's going to speak there. Let's talk a little bit. One of the great things that Nami is able to offer because mental health mental health issues don't affect just the person; they affect everybody. It, it affects the whole family. How, can you talk about some of your experiences having to juggle? You talked about your. I know your wife has health issues now, yes. um, beyond what you're talking about. But the two girls, what what was it like as as a dad, as a husband, struggling, knowing you? I, I've heard my dad. I've heard the strain in his voice when I've told him some some mm-hmm. thoughts in my head, um, and how helpless he felt being on the other side of the phone, 500 miles away. What were some of the thoughts and feelings that you had struggling well, with mental health in your family? Well, I could say and. One thing um, w- with my, with the girls and my wife, I knew I needed to learn more about mental health. Um, my only involvement and in understanding of mental health is what we saw downtown. You know, going past you know the Cherry Street Mission or seeing you know homeless folks um, acting out. And mm-hmm. You know, and that's all I knew. Um, once I got involved with NAMI and and went through a lot of their family classes and and different classes that they offered, I learned that mental health can 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 be anywhere. Yeah, with anybody. Yep. And it, it's it, and it's 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 it affects everybody differently, and there's different levels of of, of mental health. You can have someone <clears throat> that you would never never thought that had had health issues, and. Um, they could be dealing with something you, you never know of. Yeah. Um, and then you have those that truly act out. And what I've learned about mental health is 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 the the the, the help and medication is completely different. Mm-hmm. And like I say, those that that has the the like I say the um, the health the insurance as far as from workplace and those that, that that's not able to get the same type of quality of help yeah makes a huge difference it does it does um but going through going through the different groups and and programs that nami had it taught me it taught me how to um when, when they're having a a a, a um an episode a high like mania maniac where they're 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 really hyperactive. Yeah. Um. They're not sleeping. You know. They can go days without sleeping. Um. 
they're they're constantly busy and they're bouncing all over the place, and all of a sudden go from a, a what they call a manic high, and then the bottom drops out, yeah. me- meaning that they now they've hit a a deep low, completely depressed, crying, sad. Um, and what I've learned, I when something is starting to develop, I pick I can pick up on it. Yeah, and and like I say. At the time, I'd say I was working with the city of Toledo Fire Department, and um, it helped me in a sense with the, some of the people that I was I was dealing with, and also seeing you know what my 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 daughters were, were going through to pick up on a, on a lot of different different things. Yeah, we're smarter now. Before in the past we would we would demonize those people. Mm-hmm. Now we have sympathy for them. I was very excited. Yes. That, and, and I want to ask you one final question as we wrap up here on on contact anyway. Um I was at Springfield a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I asked the kids flat out, do you think addicts, people with addiction problems are bad people? And I was nope. so delighted to hear they all shook their head, no. Nope. So we're we're nope. getting the the discourse along to the right generation. They're embracing it. When you talk about mental health in mm-hmm. in your classroom with the PS 419 kids um do they embrace it or do they kind of kind of ridicule it or just no good like say those kids totally totally embrace it matter of fact um when we first started i would have some kids come up to me after class or get me in the hallway say mr tis can i talk with you and i said yeah it's you know if i want to be a fireman but you know i'm i'm dealing with some mental health issues and i take medication would I still be able to be a firefighter? And I told him, yes. Absolutely. You know, I, I told him, definitely. Um, I said, we all have issues. Yeah. You know, regardless of what, what type of job you have. Like I say, there's a lot of times you may not know who's dealing with what. But the thing is, is getting the help. Um, one of the biggest things I push right now in my class, because I say I, I'm a, a member of the uh, Mental Health Recovery Services Board trustee. I'm one of the trustees. Is uh seven four one seven four one yeah seven four one seven four one text line for hope. Yep. And I've got a huge billboard that I keep in my room specifically for my kids. And I tell them, um, it, when they're having an issue and I can always tell with their demeanor if, if they're going through something, um, I tell them to text that line. Mm-hmm. I said they won't call you back, they'll text you right away, and if you need to step out in the hallway, uh, you you're more than welcome. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about all this, uh, PS419, how can kids in TPS get involved and come be uh, come be one of your students? I'm, I'm sorry, say how again. Can, how can uh, kids across TPS be one of your students oh, uh, in extra class for PS419? Yeah, I can say, again, talk with their counselor. And once they talk with their, their counselor and, and to get signed up, uh, the counselor will take care of it from there. And uh, like I say, start the sophomore year. Um, sophomore year is usually when I, uh, it's a full year of, of nothing but uh, the foundation of firefighting. The junior year, we set it up. Um, criminal, it's a criminal justice system dealing with the courts and uh, uh, police, uh, police work itself, you know, police work in, in America. And then our senior year, we're dealing with uh, corrections, okay. uh, the corrections of law, you know, of law enforcement and and like say the uh, sheriff's department stuff like that. So we we covered you know the the full the full complete range, but uh, just start with your, your the counselor itself and um, let them handle the the, the classwork of getting you signed up, and, and they'll take it from there. Uh, so that is going to end our on the radio segment. We're going to continue now through the podcast, and I want to ask you some some other things. Um, 
So you have uh, many health issues. Yes. Uh, again, would never look at you and see with that beaming smile <laughs> that that like you have things that if I thought about if I was my dad was just visiting if I had to know that he was battling through some of those things he might be he doesn't tell me um, I my my heart would ache how how can you maintain such a beaming smile and a wonderful attitude um, many people. Um, who have been through what you've been through with your your wife is very ill now, right? Yes, COVID uh, affected her. Um, she had she had COVID pneumonia and she was a smoker dealing <laughs> dealing with um, can't think of what what's that called. Um, what it's the you? smoker's disease. The emphysema? No, not emphysema. Um, we do a lot, a lot of coughing and stuff like that. Ah, oh, shit, I can't, I can't think of it. Well, but anyways, it what ended up happening, she was having respiratory issues, and um, uh, from from COVID, and she had COVID, uh, COVID pneumonia, and um, she went, she was having issues breathing, and she went to a hospital, where I could say they dealt with her inhaler, and um, um, antibiotics. Well, she continued uh, a few more days struggling to breathe. She went to her primary care, who upped her inhaler and and the antibiotics. Well, I'd say about a few more days after that, she couldn't take it anymore. Um, I was working. My daughter's, uh, my oldest daughter was working, and my youngest daughter was in school. She was a senior, and uh, she, my wife drove herself to Toledo Hospital, and uh, they checked checked her into the ER. Um, she had to go to the restroom, and the nurse said she couldn't have been gone no more than five minutes or so. And when she returned and the nurse walked in, my wife had coded. Mm. Um, it took them approximately mm. 40 minutes to bring her back. But like I say, what ended up happening um, for that weekend, they um, put her body on ice, cooled her, you know, cooled her down. And then uh, the following Monday, they, they brought her back, you know, brought her temperature back, back up. Uh, slowly during the week, all her her um, breathing come back. Although she was on a a ventilator at the time, but she was breathing slightly above the ventilator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all her other vitals come back strong. Um, we end, after about a month, we end up transferring her to uh, Regency Hospital, where she eventually came off the ventilator itself. But during that two month time. Her brain activity never come back, mm-hmm. so she's in in what they call a persistent vegetative state. Um, it's a harrowing story, one of the worst you're going to hear with what we've had to deal with over the last couple of years. We already talked about your daughter and multiple suicide attempts. Mm-hmm. You've got health issues, and I'm going to ask you again: How do you keep that energy and that smile? My parents, Thomas and Jennifer, I have a huge support system not only with my parents but with my siblings. And um, and yes, I get down. Yeah, I, there, we there all are do. times when when and when I get depressed itself. But by me talking with my daughters and stuff, when they're going through their issues, well, they too gone through all the classes and bring me back around. Yeah, you know, and keep me up. But my my, I have a huge support system with the with my family. Ten years ago, before you know what you know now, and you were feeling down, how much you have tried to fight off or fend depression or just being what were your coping mechanisms probably not healthy like they are now but what were they then um drinking video games 
the the bad vices. What what what? My my probably my my bad vices. I, I would shut shut down. I I, I could say family, uh, friends. Uh, I do the I, same. I was, a, I was a huge bowler. I loved to bowl. You know, but even that was taken away because of some of the injuries. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I could say, I, I w- snap. You know, anger issues. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I would snap at you know at the, at, the, at my daughters or, or my wife, stuff like that. And so they knew they knew that I was I was down. But I would I would end up distancing my, right. myself from others. How, how about now? How do you manage when you when you get a little down? Um, oh, they won't let me stay down. <laughs> Matter of fact, like I say, my my, my parents and I that, and I know my my daughters always call my mom or my dad. Because next thing you know, they, I mean, we talk all the time. Me and my parents talk all the time. Good. Anyway, good. And but mom and dad is, will call me and say, "All right, Andre, what's going on?" Yeah, and I say, "No, nah, I'm I'm fine. You know, dad, I'm fine. No, nah, you ain't. What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And um, they get it out. I mean, we get we get to talking, and then they they bring me back back around. One of the things that I was fortunate enough to learn, I need to be better at actually doing it. Um, do the opposite of what the depression is telling you. Mm-hmm. The depression says, stay in bed. The depression says, drink a little bit more. The depression says, don't go see your friends. And I, I, I always tell people, and, and they say it works, and they're again, I got to be better at it. Get the hell out of bed. No more drinking. You can have two, <laughs> yes. but you can't have four. Exactly. And go yep. see those people. Yep. Even if you leave after five minutes, go see those people. Yeah. Maybe you'll run into somebody that you weren't expecting, and they'll just turn you around like that. Yes, I could say, and and that was me. Like I say, I, I become distant, sort of. I can say bitter, but um, oh, oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a people's person. Yes, you are. And, and I'm, I'm I'm like I say again, smiling, talking, always helping everybody, and, and then you may not see me for a few days. It's like something's okay, up. Well, some some's going, something's happening, and, and I and I can say I I'll, I'll stay home, and and you know cut, when you come out the basement, you know right sit in front of the TV, you know. But um, and my daughters, they, I can say they either talk with me or they they go get my mom and dad. Um, let me ask you some other questions. Give me a give me a fun fire investigation story. <laughs> I'm sure you have hundreds. So give me the give me the one that always comes to mind or that the jaws drop. Not I don't want nothing about anybody like dying or whatever, but no, I'm sure you've I'm come good. across some wild things. Well, I could say I keep it clean. One of the wildest okay. uh, was uh, was a um uh female when we arrived on scene the officers told us she come running out start naked. Okay. And uh, you know they had her in the in the um, um, back of a uh, squad car, squad, uh, not squad car, the uh, medic. Okay. And uh, you know had her covered up and closed up, this that and the other, and transported to the hospital, the whole bit, and, and trying to inter- interview her. And they had her in in the hallway because the the rooms itself, and she was okay, okay, other than they just wanted to check her out, so. They, the rooms itself were a lot of the rooms itself during that time were, were booked so they had her in the, in a the hallway and she kept wanting to take take that that dog on top uh, or uh, needed to be naked blanket off yeah <laughs> and it was like uh no please keep it on <laughs> you know and uh 
So now, like I say, that that was one of the most wildest ones we had because she, it, we was fighting her to keep the doggone blanket on. She kept wanting to wanting to take it off. What did that have to do with fire investigation? Well, like I say, found out she was the one who set the fire. Ah, okay. Yeah, because there was another individual that was in the home, and um, like I said, can't talk about the case itself. But sure. She got upset, and and she's the one who had start started the fire itself. So. Okay, let me ask, um, ask you another question. I had the chief, the new chief, um, Chief Armstrong, in yes. here a, a while back, and um, I'll ask you the same question. I, I know it's the, the smoke alarm is is the answer. Like, make sure the battery is checked. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll save so much so lives and everything. What's another thing that people overlook when it comes to fire safety? Um. Fire extinguishers, maybe. Well, like I say, a lot of places, a lot of homes themselves don't have the fire extinguishers, you know, fingers itself. But biggest ones we come across Thanksgiving time is the turkey fryers too close, <laughs> too close to the house. Yeah, and they they dip them in, they're still wet or still sort of cold, and next thing you know, woof. Uh, we I have a, I had dealt with a lot of those. The other ones, um, some of them were some sad stories itself. Where it's at Christmas time. When you had the um, heaters too close to Christmas space trees, heaters, yeah, you had space. Yeah, I say the space heaters themselves. You had sometimes lights or uh, candles. Mm-hmm. Candles was another one that that was bad. Uh, you know, especially when um, kids were involved. In it. We may have a you know fatal around the holiday time. Um, well, what do you do for fun? I'm a bowler. Yeah, I, I I love. I haven't been able to bowl like I've wanted to, um, because of the the neck and back injuries that I've had. But in actuality, when I got hired on, I, I, I bowled through, through elementary elementary school. I bowled in the uh, for Rogers High School. I bowled for University of Toledo. Um, I was a professional bowler for about four years when wow. I first got on the on the fire department and, and traveled throughout the uh, regionals in, in Ohio. And I, I bowled four years when it was at Imperial, and uh, oh, I had, this, I had this a blast. I, I I love bowling. I travel all over the bowl. So, all right, this is perfect. This is an extension of a discussion we had earlier this week on the podcast. And my dad was just in town. My dad is a bowler. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish we, we would have spoken a week ago. I would have told you to tell him to go somewhere. <laughs> he, my, my friend said, uh, my friend Alex, who visited with us uh-huh. that day at your class, she said, I bet you have a ball in your trunk. My dad said, I got two. <laughs> um, our discussion was, was because uh, a friend of mine at The Blade, Mary Billu, she's the food editor, and she's doing uh-huh. something over the summer where they're going around to, do we have five bowling alleys or seven in the area? It's not many. It's one of those numbers. But they're going around eating yeah. all. They're eating food at all the bowling alleys. So okay. they kind of do like food tests. And it made me wonder um, why since I've lived here for 10 years now, no one's ever asked me, hey, you want to go bowling? And it gave me the, the the thought that this is not a bowling city, but I've been told that it was. Oh, it was big. At Tell one me time about it. Up, oh, it was huge. We like, had bowling alleys all over, all over the place. Uh, and you could, you could ha- find a fun spot. Where people wanted to, you know, do side pots and and um, you know, ga- you know, gambling and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I remember, like I said, growing up, me and my dad, summer bowling was the best because you you could you could do all you could bowl for you know three four five dollars, and we used to do sheets at a time. We bowl until our hands blistered up and was bleeding. And when you when you broke the skin on the on the thumb, you put that little uh, that little um, bowler's glue on there and then yeah. light it on Close fire it and blow it out and the, the toughen the skin up. 
Oh, I can say I remember a couple uh, friends of mine that I was real close to that we bowled together. Oh, uh, we we close it up at you know one two two o'clock in the morning. Oh, uh, but, but back in I can say you know I, I would say my day. I hate to say yeah. that word, but yeah, my no, day. That's fine. Um, I, I, lo- we, I lived in a bowling alley. I say that I was with my dad every every Saturday, and until I, you know, I got to got, you know, I got started bowling and traveling, traveling uh, different places bowling. I, I do a lot of traveling league. Not only that was in town, but we have a a, a bowling club called Glass City Travelers that that bowl out of you know d- different cities out of town, uh, um, I, and I love it. I can awesome. say I've tried to get back into it a couple different times, but I had some health issues that didn't help me back. But I'm gonna get it together so I can get back out there again. Awesome. That, that is that is my time. All right. Very last question: What's your favorite restaurant or your favorite meal in the whole area? Pizza. What's your pizza spot? Gino's. Okay. <laughs> I love Gino's. Gino's pizza. Uh, favorite topping. All meat. A topping you won't do. Uh, oh, um, what's the fish stuff? Anchovies. Uh, anchovies. I never. Uh, I, I never did anchovies. Okay, um, Mr. Tiggs, Andre, thank you for the time. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm really glad uh, my friend Jen couldn't make it to your class that day so that I could visit with you. It was a great experience, especially watching Angel talk because I've yes. heard of Angel, um, yes. and I always want to connect with with uh, a former Chief Bird, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to watch them do this program now and to watch him talk about what he grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell that what I past like i was in awe because i don't that's that's not how i grew up that's not who i interact with and to hear him tell that story and then for me to tell the story and him kind of like nod in like hey thanks for doing that meant a lot to me it shows you that worlds can worlds can come together well i'll tell you that was a very special day out of all my topics i've taught all year my mental health lecture and and day is always going to be my my biggest and best one to you know to my heart yeah and after we we did have that our, that day that our mental health day lecture, um, the principal Miss uh, uh, Terry Sherwood, uh, Barger High School principal, uh, talked with us at, at the end, and she wants to do something even bigger starting next year because, awesome. as she sees it, you know the whole school needs to be yeah. in, involved of it. Teachers too, it. everybody. Because yes. yes, you can. We have we have many social issues going on right now mm-hmm. and a lot of them are because of systemic issues a lot of them is because of bad brains they intersect yes. but you peel the skin off anybody even somebody who you can look at and go i despise that person for an idiotic reason you open us up and all our brains are the same color it's all we the can't same. do yes. anything without our brains that's right thanks for the time thank you